All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 744, 16 before 8, Tommy Tucker on a foggy tuesday morning final day of january this is gonna clear off but this is gonna be hot too hot for me highs of 78 today i was doing some work in the yard yesterday and it was just miserable dr eric smith joins us now professor at tulane's institute of energy how you doing doc doing fine how you been i'm okay you so far so good you like it hot like it has been or not i do i'm i'm um Southern boy, I kind of like it warm. So uh, you're out of your mind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all those clover and everything else growing up, I have to start cutting the grass again before you know it. So tell me what's going go. on with diesel and Russia and what Europe did. Well, I think that you know everybody deserves an A for effort, but uh, at the end of the day, I don't think the sanctions are going to work. I mean, they certainly make life more difficult, but uh, you know. Half of the oil that Russia exports goes to Europe, and it's about half of what they purchase. So All right, let's let's take a, a step, big number. Step back, read the audience in, in case they didn't know what we're talking about. Europe has decided to do what with Russian diesel? Yeah, diesel is their predominant fuel, like gasoline is for us. And that's all built into their tax codes and everything else. So typically they are an importer of diesel fuel. And historically, we have always been a supplier of diesel to them. I mean, we today we're shipping diesel to them, and they ship gasoline to us because they, you know, typically make more gasoline than they need and not enough diesel. So we are the opposite. So we buy their gasoline, they buy our diesel. Wait, did you say Europe or Europe? No, I'm talking about Europe buying U.S. crude oil. And in the case of Russia, of course, it's closer and it's able to. Uh, provide fuel, uh, all the diesel that, that they want, so that it's a, about half of the diesel that they import is coming from Russia. I'm We're confused, Doctor. Hang on. Let me, let me use the timeout here. Timeout. Okay. Who's – we – are you importing gasoline or we're exporting gasoline net? We import gasoline and export diesel. Net. The U.S. does. Because yeah. we don't have enough refining capacity? I thought at one point we were exporting gasoline, no? Uh, not not uh, in any large quantity because okay. basically the, the biggest market for us is the Europeans, and they're always short of diesel and they're always surplus in gasoline. They ship gasoline to New York Harbor, for example, in Boston and Philadelphia and places like that. And we ship diesel uh, not only to the Europeans, we also ship it to Mexico and Latin America in general. So we're, we're big exporters of diesel, importers of gasoline, and we're actually importers of the heavy crude that is most uh, useful when you're trying to make diesel. We don't produce enough heavy crude ourselves. So we imported from Mexico. We imported from Canada. Uh, at one point here in New Orleans, we imported it from Russia. <laughs> so we, we know how this game works. Um, and the Russians are going to find a home for that market. They're going to create new 
you know, access and new new uh, trade routes, new uh, uh, shippers, new insurers, all of those things they need. So that's why I say it'll be difficult for them. But I don't think that that crude's going to disappear. And I don't think the gasoline or diesel <laughs> that we export will disappear either. Wait, now you say gasoline that we export. Now you're confusing me again. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm having a bad morning. I'm sorry okay. about that. So it's diesel so we, that we we're export. We're exporting diesel, and as we run on lighter and lighter crudes and import less and less of these heavy crudes, we tend to make more gasoline and less diesel. Somebody texted in, and I get texts about this all the time, Professor, that why is diesel more expensive because it takes less to refine it? Is any of that true or not? Well, it, the first thing is when when I was a boy, a few gen, few centuries ago, the uh, diesel was cheaper because it was the industrial fuel, and uh, people bought it in larger volumes. There were fewer customers, and the price was lower than gasoline. But in recent history, because of these shortages, it's it's crept up, and there is some underlying logic behind it because there's more energy in a gallon of diesel than there is in a gallon of gasoline. But that would account, you know, for a portion of the price differential. But the bulk of the differential is because of shortages. All right, let me take a break. We'll pick it up when we come back. We're talking to Eric Smith, professor of Tulane, at Tulane's Institute of Energy, about Europe's embargo on Russian diesel affecting us in the U.S. and in Louisiana. If you have any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. That's the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Tax Line. Coming up on 7.50, 10 till 8. Time for traffic now on WWL. 7.55, 5 till 8. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Dr. Eric Smith, professor at Tulane's Institute of Energy. Always a gentleman who suffers this fool gladly because, let's face it, I don't really understand what's going on, as I don't think a lot of people do when it comes to the world energy market. Do you think, Professor? I mean, it seems like everybody wants to simplify it, but there's no way to do that, right? I think I think it's a, what uh, the economists would call a multivariate problem. Yes. <laughs> there's lots of moving parts. Because to begin uh, with, oil ain't just oil. There are all different kinds of crude oil, right? That's one of the first things you right. talked to years ago. And, and the ones that work in our refineries are different than the ones that work in the Russian refineries or even in the in the European refineries. So one of the things that people <clears throat> don't generally realize is that the uh, the Indians and the Chinese have doubled their imports of, of uh, crude from Russia. And they are refining away, and, and we're hoping that they'll sell those refined products back to Europe. So if the sanctions were to stop, Europe from using Russian uh, crude oil, and they end up using Russian diesel processed in India. I don't, I don't see where the sanctions help very much, except to extend the, the the travel time and the cost of moving stuff around. And that's the inefficiency with sanctions: is that generally the market comes up with the the most efficient ways to deliver the product to the ultimate customer. How did you phrase that? A multi what? Multivariate. Yes, Multi- well, speaking to that multivariate uh, issue, somebody texted in, for the love of God, please, will the price of diesel ever come down? Um, it will go down and up as it has done for, for history. Uh, I don't think it's going to you know, come down to $2 a barrel or something like that, but it's going to, I think, maintain a, a sort of a small uh, premium over gasoline long term what's going to happen in the intermediate is that when you have disruptions 
something else economists talk about is inelasticity. And if you want diesel, you want diesel, and you don't really care what it costs. So you're going to buy it. Um, is there any way to, in, in a couple of sentences, maybe sum up what effect the Russian invasion of Ukraine coming up on the first anniversary, I think it's February 24th, 25th, has had on the world oil market, if any? Yeah, uh, the simple answer is it's politicized what had been a global market. So that what you're seeing is that the American allies and the Europeans and uh, you know some of these countries that are abiding with the EU sanctions are buying their oil from certain people, and the, the there's a gray market, if you will, that's made up of ex traders and you know, shadowy bankers and even worse insurers and really old ships, like 300 of them, that are able to move this Russian crude to Asian markets and to parts of Africa, et cetera. So that, you know, they, the people that are friends with Russia, the big friends like China and India are still going to be friends of Russia. And the people that are uh, friendly with the U.S. are still going to be friendly with the U.S. But that didn't used to be the case. As I mentioned earlier, there was a time when we were buying Russian crude oil here at the PBF refinery in New Orleans, and as was Exxon up, up in Baton Rouge. So it's not uh, supposed to be that way, but that's that's what the, the conflict has caused. Any final thoughts, Professor? Yeah, you, you have to sort of keep a sense of humor about it all. I know it's hard to do, but it's uh, it, these things will pass, and we'll, we'll go through 20 years maybe of this kind of agony, and then we'll all decide to be friends again for another 20 years till we get bored with that. So. There, <laughs> there are things you can't control, and there are things you can't. Right, Professor? That's right. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always. All right, Eric Smith, Professor at Tulane's Institute of Energy. We come Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.